0: This is my garden um, tomatoes. These are peppers. These are chilli peppers. I have more peppers here. This hasn't been done properly, though, for a while.
1: That's Vanessa in the garden outside her unit. Um, we go to the back here, and I,
0: I have a big, uh, well, to me, it's a big garden. Um, I do, I grow vegetables and stuff. And then it goes to people. I hand it out to people and do things for them.
1: She's passing on the generosity that has come her way, gifting homegrown veggies to her neighbours.
0: But these are peppers, are just starting to grow, tomatoes, cucumbers.
1: Now 70 years old, she feels fortunate to have a place to call home after experiencing homelessness in both Australia and Canada.
0: I had not even looked inside here. I just saw it from the window and I said, I'll take it. You know when somebody's desperate, that you, you, you need somewhere to live. This was home, this was going to be a home.
1: Everyone who lives in this residential complex, a horseshoe shape of units overlooking a communal lawn, is over 55. The Housing for the Aged Action Group, or HAG, helped her with accommodation after she found herself sleeping rough for a period of time. Having the security of long-term accommodation has changed her life.
0: I don't know, I'm 70 in January, so I don't know how long I've got to live, but I get out there and I do things, I, I take people out, I do things with them, I, I'm having the time of my life now, you know, it's, I never thought this could ever happen, I never knew it was so good like, to, uh, to be out there and doing things, you know, uh, I never knew places like Hague actually helped and did, you know.
1: The residential complex is run by HAG, who support older people at risk of homelessness. And single women over 55 are especially vulnerable, now one of the fastest growing groups at risk of homelessness in Australia. That's due to factors such as a lack of superannuation, age discrimination in the job market, divorce and taking time out from the workplace for caring responsibilities. Financial discrimination also meant that women were unable to secure a home mortgage without a husband until the 1970s. HAG receives funding from a number of sources, including the Melbourne Women's Foundation, an organisation that uses philanthropy to improve life outcomes for women and their families. Lisa Nadolsky is the CEO of the foundation.
2: The reason we focus on women and families is that structurally and we can see culturally and we see evidence of this all the time in our news cycle, that women are more likely to be vulnerable. And it's about creating conditions that give women equal opportunities to participate. Whether it's assistance with long-term accommodation, employment, education, it's really about levelling that playing field with a strong awareness that when you uplift women, there's a ripple effect. That means that all of the whole society benefits when you uplift women.
1: The distinction between charity and philanthropy isn't always clear as the two are fundamentally about giving to improve the lives of those around us. Philanthropy is more likely to focus on long-term solutions and structural change, while charity is more about providing short-term and often emergency relief. Established in 2014, the Melbourne Women's Foundation uses a model known in the philanthropy community as a giving circle. Lisa Nadolsky Explains,
2: A Giving Circle is essentially a group of people who decide to pool their funds. In our case, it's members who pay $1,000 a year and together they award grants for different not-for-profits serving women and families across Greater Melbourne. And the way they do that is by inviting not-for-profit organisations to apply for grants for different projects that they're running. Then as a group, every year our members vote for which of those not-for-profits should receive two grants. In
1: 2023, the Foundation awarded one grant of $80,000 and one of $45,000, along with four other merit awards of just under $9,000 each. A range of groups have received funding from the Foundation over the years, including Prison Network... Tradeswomen Community Foundation and the Self-Help Addiction Resource Centre. Fiona York is the Executive Officer of HAG and she says philanthropic support from the Melbourne Women's Foundation has given the organisation the ability to try new things.
3: Organisations like the Melbourne Women's Fund and other philanthropic organisations really allow us the freedom to be able to support um, older people who are at risk of homelessness in ways that we couldn't ordinarily do through just government funding. It gives us flexibility. It allows us to try new things. It allows us to to implement projects that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So I think the beauty of philanthropy is that it really does allow that flexibility um, to be able to support people in different ways.
1: Fiona York says around 60% of the people who come to HAG for support are older women, with around half of them from multicultural backgrounds. She says many of these women face a range of barriers in accessing support, finding it difficult to navigate the online systems that are often required to seek support. Quite often, they don't know what they're eligible for or what support is available. What we've done with the... Um
3: Philanthropic funding has been able to support bilingual people, bilingual educators, community leaders working with ethno specific services to be able to reach those people that may not know where to go to help for help and to be able to speak in the same language as them um, and to be able to pass on those key messages around where to get help and and what places you're at risk.
1: Philanthropy is often associated with wealthy individuals, but the Melbourne Women's Foundation says part of its aim is to make this act of giving available to a bigger slice of the population. The foundation is 100% volunteer run with almost all of its donations going to non-profit organisations. Lisa Nadolsky says members pay a $1,000 tax-deductible donation to become members. While younger women under 35 can become members for $500, this money is then pooled into a fund, with membership allowing people to have a say in how the money gets distributed.
2: Well, Philanthropy traditionally can be quite elitist, but this model is about democratising philanthropy. It's one of the most accessible and strategic ways that people give. And there's so much evidence about the fact that women want to give together and they want to give in a strategic way and be connected with each other and with the issues they're supporting
1: and strategic giving can and does have the power to change lives
0: and i talk to people i tell them my story i tell them how i've come from nothing to something
1: for Vanessa, the simple act of having a permanent home means that not only is her veggie garden thriving, but so too is
0: she. I always say in my story, I used to be a, a what, how, how do I call it, um, I was a wilted flower. I am now a blossom beauty now. That's what I think of myself now. And this is all a bonus, everything now I'm living is just a bonus for me.
1: In March 2023, the government established a Productivity Commission review to analyse motivations for philanthropic giving in Australia and identify opportunities to grow it further. The government is set to receive the final inquiry report by the 11th of May 2024. And you can listen to more episodes of the Change Agent series wherever you get your podcasts. Peggy Giacomelos, SBS News.